Hey guys, I'm Brittany. I'm Maria. And this is the Be More Podcast. Hi everyone, welcome back. We've been on a mini hiatus. Yes, because uh, you celebrated your anniversary, so happy anniversary again. Thanks. It, it was good though, you're saying, before we No, we had lots of fun. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, we went away to the mountains, we went on a rail explorers thing. Yeah. And Dan and I had this, we actually never even found out the answer to this question. So there's this company called Rail Explorers that has uh, essentially like pedal bikes and you ride, I would guess, like what are abandoned rail tracks um, in different Mm -hmm. states in the U.S. And we were talking about it while we were on the thing. Like, how does that, who owns rail tracks? Because, you know, know, so here's my... Here was my like our I think I don't think we ever came to a final like whatever what we thought the situation was but if you think about like the state like the states don't have rights to railroad tracks like the companies own the railroad tracks it's the companies yeah but when the tracks go interstate do they pay every state for who oh like um, that they go through and then do they have to pay a single down payment to own that land or do they constantly have to pay and then also pay taxes and then oh, we got to this whole conversation about monopoly and like the railroad <laughs> tracks <laughs> um i would have to assume that you just pay like it like it doesn't matter that you bought like with proper taxes probably like that you and then pay. we were trying to figure out how this works with their system because they don't own the entire length of the track, right? They just take up a couple of miles worth. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, girl, I don't know. Ask I know, but it's just so interesting. <laughs> Anybody out there who's a train? I don't know. Anything. <laughs> that, and that's like a job that someone would be like, I work in the train industry. Like, what is that like? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a really, it was a cool, it was a lot of work. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely like aerobic exercise for the legs. Oh, okay. Um, but it was beautiful we went to eat at these yummy restaurants and we hung out in this little cabin so yeah that's what we did what did you do over the last couple weeks i decorated for christmas (laughs) had a existential crisis for a week (laughs) over christmas or a separate issue no over it's just seasonal it hit but like i anticipated it so like thankfully like i meal prepped i like cleaned my place like i you know so i just vegged out for a week that's me rearranging everything was me yeah. going through my version of that process understood yeah i like took like a couple of days off from work i was like i can't do oh, this like so, so i was like yeah thank you and uh perfect timing i guess my body knows i have to get through october 15th which is my last deadline of the year and then yeah. it's just like take a few days off <laughs> for your mental health um but no i anticipated which is progress in itself every year i feel like so Knowing how to be able to track what you're about, mm-hmm. what you need when you know you're going through cyclical events mm-hmm. of yeah, of distress, <laughs> distress and depression. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. I think that's it. Just depression and Christmas. <laughs> what a combination! What a, what a great combination! This is what you guys have to look I forward have to, to when you get you, older. Though, I, I am right there with you because I had a whole. I guess I can mm-hmm. find a way to segue this. Yesterday, a huge chunk of yesterday, I was dealing with just like all. I saw. <laughs> I came home from rehearsal, and I literally punched the crap. We got a bag of cat food, like a new. <laughs> you got to make do with what you have. We order <laughs> delivery, like cat food and yeah. stuff that we need for our cats, yeah. and we got this giant bag of cat food, and I fought it all the way up the stairs because that you know me, I'm carrying a thousand things in my hand, trying to carry mm-hmm. this giant box of like forty pounds of cat food. Yeah. And I get upstairs and I'm just, I think all of my frustration from the whole week just like icebergged in that moment. And I just opened the box and just started punching the shit out of the cat food <laughs> for a solid 30 seconds. And then I felt way better afterwards. And I sat down, I was sitting on the couch and I was like, I didn't feel good. And I was like tired, but I felt like really angry. And Dan was like, what's wrong? And he's like, you grumpy? And I was like, I don't even know what i am i'm like whatever is past grumpy but also combined with exhaustion yeah but and then i like you know went past it 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 just it just is i think i was like and part of me was like maybe i should take up boxing just like get out all my yeah frustration what why'd you get so blurry i get blurry sorry that was weird (laughs) no because i moved i guess and my my cameras i don't know whatever anyways sorry about that. (laughs) anyways but yeah i can relate to that you have to just like know Oh, it's so hard to listen to your body, I guess. Yeah, it's so hard to be able to like 
be able to deal with, with life <laughs> with things and it's it was funny because in that moment I didn't realize how like over mm-hmm. the it's been a week I had someone try to not not paying attention at all when they were driving literally run me off the road oh my God. like two People. nights beforehand and Great. like I I couldn't even I I don't know how I didn't get in a car accident like I like thank god when you fall into like instinctive like you know and everybody wants to be like oh dancers like you guys have great self-awareness like thank god that I do because I have that awareness over my car too Mm -hmm. but I was like on the not barrier (laughs) like like (laughs) Like I was not on the road no well on the other side oh okay okay like and there was another lane merging well I don't know how I I don't know how literally yeah I my anxiety even, is yeah, like this is my guy, self-awareness and I saw it it was like one of those things where you see it happening in slow motion Me and too, yeah, this guy that's like that's i am not a person who lays into my horn and he didn't even he had no idea he have a blinker anything. on he, and he literally was right next to me doing like i could see you as you're driving and i'm it's literally like what so i think i just had from that and other stupid things that happened this week i think i just had so much frustration built into my body and it's funny how you don't realize Going back to, we've talked about this in a previous episode, like the real cycle of emotion, that things really do get stuck in there. And then oh, I yeah. was like, I got all this anger. I'm just going to punch this cat food. And I felt really better afterwards. So, yeah, I met up with friends yesterday um, and we were just imparting words of wisdom from therapy, mm-hmm. <laughs> from like our therapy sessions, which is it's a good turn into a poetry reading right now. <laughs> it just snaps everywhere. <laughs> um, but uh, and a few of them haven't gone to therapy or like haven't experienced that yet in like or like haven't found the right therapist let's just say right like and like i have and a couple of uh, like my other friends have too so it's just like no you need the right therapist or like no like you need to go through xyz because you have to things are stuck like you like journaling is like the easiest thing i guess to like just sit there and just write for 30 seconds but like some people don't do it with an intention and they just like it doesn't help me i'm like because you're not doing it correctly because xyz because things get stuck so things get stuck or like punching you know <laughs> cat food <laughs> or decorating for christmas and like yeah, whatever you gotta do like, to you know, what you do? <laughs> jesus lord already thinking of things yeah. that make me want to punch cat food so um <laughs> in our last episode we had all we started having I don't know if it was our last episode or the episode before that. The lines are blurry. We talked a little bit about the bullshit that we were noticing around the country about um, voting. What's going on with voting? And mm-hmm. I listened to, and this interview happened in, I think, 2020. When Stacey um, so Abrams going, probably like flipped Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Before that. Oh, before that. Like, right before yeah, that happened. Remember. It was around that okay, time. Because she got interviewed about all the bullshit that had happened with her previously and how, mm-hmm. you know, like, how she was fucked over. Um, mm-hmm. Not before she actually was able to, you know, do all the stuff that she's doing now. Um, yeah. But she gave me a super education on voter suppression. And mm-hmm. things that I feel like we know exists... But it's totally different when someone literally pulls back all the layers and is like, but look at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, One of those mm-hmm. things. So and her perspectives that she took on this stuff, I was just my I was mind boggled. So. First, let's just start with some definitions, because the biggest thing that she talked about that I was just like all about was she defined voter suppression. So this episode is going to be a very much. I'm going to impart information onto people mm-hmm. and Maria and I are going to discuss it. Um, and by the time this comes out, it is election day. Yeah. Um, I will actually, <laughs> I'm actually going to just upload this on like midnight on the 8th instead of like our 6 p.m. because it'll be, <laughs> it'll be perfect. After. So, so this episode, when you're hearing this, will be earlier so you guys can get educated and go vote today. Yeah, so please go vote today. Understand what really goes on in the foundations of the democracy of this country around voting and elections. Voting is very important. Yes. So voter suppression is any attempt to stop you from voting. Like that is the most simple way to, but it becomes so convoluted so quickly because of the way that it happens and the way that it functions in our country. So 
in the history of the United States, it is something that has mostly been done by the Republican Party because very often they are on the wrong side of history and they're trying to stop the progression of this country. Period. Lord There's a little mercy. bit of my own opinion in there, but also a little bit of fact. Um, specifically voter oppression targets people of color and students because if you're looking at the republican party those are the people that you don't want to vote because they're most likely going to vote democratic yes the younger people and the or the younger (laughs) educated people and the people of color correct yes the people who are awake the people who are awake and the people who have to deal with the negative consequence of what happens when people of power choose to yeah and even um um just professional workers that are typically higher educated like if you're if it's like a nine to five like it used oh, to be we're like a nine to five it. yeah we're gonna get into okay. that. all of that <laughs> fun stuff too because that is its own <laughs> okay, that stands yeah. out in a different place of how yeah. voter expression again it's a thing that we know and we see all the time but no one does anything about so mm-hmm. how we know what voter expression is we know how it's happened we know who it targets but what does it look like like how is it actually done um or what does it look like in in the process of how people vote. So voter suppression comes to light and is enacted by any political person somehow doing something to make it hard for someone to register for vote, hard Mm -hmm. for someone to be able to actually cast their ballot and like do the act of voting, um, or hard for their ballot to actually count. Um, And the whole, it's so funny, the, all of the history of, Americans feeling like, well, my my vote doesn't mean anything isn't isn't doesn't go without standing because in our country, it is 100 percent possible for politicians to purge votes based on whatever is most comfortable for them to say this makes you not qualify as somebody who can vote in this state. Mm -hmm. Right. Which leads me to this bullshit and how ass backwards this concept is. So. Federally, in our nation, we talk about how everyone has the right to vote, right? Like, it's a thing that we just blatantly say. But mm-hmm. here's the here's the real, you know, political science behind this that people really need to understand. Um, and it's something that I I knew this was true. But when you look at it, when you look at it, I know truth, exactly. I feel like I know especially you're going. because we are as people who are in New Jersey. Mm hmm. The way that we deal with this is different than a lot of the way the other states do. But when you understand this as fact and then you start looking about the shit that's happening across the states, you go, holy shit. Yeah. Um, We're very so- privileged here and very like, um, just I don't know. It's just like we when I was, I was talking to someone, I think about healthcare. Yeah, it was yesterday with my friends about healthcare in New Jersey versus Florida. And I'm like, we are so like lucky to be in this state that we have all yeah. these like rights and freedoms or whatever. Yep. And still be in the same country with like states that don't have the yeah. same rights and, and freedoms. It's a, f- it's a funny thing because we bitch and complain about how o- overpopulated New Jersey is and how we deal with all this shit. <laughs> but we, I get the it. reason I get why it. it is is because New Jersey is only so big and people yeah. are coming here because, I mean, kudos to people who move here because they're like aware of the fact that we're That's, like okay over here as much yeah, as that, as much as like the rest of the country gives a shit for being New Jersey from New Jersey. Right. Like, we I maybe would don't here. And in all honesty, right? Like if we're not the <laughs> nicest to you, your state probably deserves <laughs> it. Like let's be real. Let's just turn it. Let's just turn into like go Jersey, <laughs> go Jersey moment. Um, but it's true when it comes to when it comes to political bullshit. There's a lot of like stuff you know still going on behind the curtain, but mm-hmm. we might not be the nicest people, but we are representative of the masses of people we have so many different people here so at least we have a little bit more of that you know trying to live in harmony even though we all hate each other anyway um i heard sorry before you go on to voter suppression i heard a quote or i saw a quote on twitter and tiktok both places it was like the east coast people are not nice but we're kind whereas the west coast people are kind or nice but not kind so like mm-hmm. over here like if hard someone exterior has a, soft center yeah soft like if someone's outside, having an issue yeah inside. someone's having an issue or like if you know see you see a car like pulled over in your town or whatever and you're like like you're gonna be like what the fuck is this asshole doing but then you'll like help them out we if like are, whatever 
Whereas like the West Coast of the world. (laughs) Yeah. West Coast is like, oh, that sucks, but we'll leave you. Like, you know, it's just like, oh, that makes sense. We are the chocolate covered raisins for our country. Um, (laughs) So. So, yeah. So going back to this federally, we talk about how like. Voting is so important and everyone has the right to vote. And that's like on the national level, federal level. But every mm-hmm. state, I'm looking at my notes because I wrote down 6,000 notes. Um, Great. Every state decides how they want to administer their own votes. So every individual state gets to decide what it looks like and if it's actually possible for everybody to vote, regardless of what we say on the federal level that everyone has the right to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to repeat that one more time for the people in the back nationally in our country federally in our country across the board all the states united the federal stance is that everyone has the right to vote but as an individual state every state can decide what the process of voting looks like and how easy or difficult it is for someone in the state to be able to vote correct it's kind of like um there's a federal um minimum wage whereas the states can dictate something else so it's like that for people that aren't you know and it's one of the funny concept. things that makes America so complicated. Oh, it's so complicated. Because we are <laughs> That's united. Why it's so complicated. We are united yet separate. Yeah. Like we really so much of the time this goes back to what you were saying about New Jersey and other country other states is that sometimes you cross into another state and it feels like another country. There's yeah. so much difference. Um mm-hmm. and there's so much fight for those differences to remain. Anyway, <laughs> But because there are so many different ways that you can suppress votes and every state gets to a creative way to decide what they want to be able to do, it makes it really hard to not only track what is actually happening that falls under actually suppressing votes, but it's extremely difficult to fight it because it happens in so many different and really sneaky ways. So many um, loopholes. There like gerrymandering. are. It's, oh, we're going to get there too. Oh, okay. Um, that's on your docket. <laughs> that's at the end of this conversation because I learned okay, okay. a lot about Sorry. how that process works. Anyway, um, the biggest thing behind all of this that people need to realize and that I – it wasn't abundantly clear to me until I got this little, like, history rest and I was like, oh, shit, right? That's That all happened. Um, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> voter suppression – is not a thing that it happens by chance. It's not like, oh, well, look at this. Like we decided that we don't we don't want people like this to be able to vote. And like, okay, we're gonna. It's it's you know, it just so happens that people of color in the state of Alabama like have a really hard time voting. <laughs> oh, that's just like so so unfair. Um, yeah. It all is intentionally coordinated by political parties. Like they have meetings, and s- some people who get to office who are. Trump um, <laughs> will have people in their office who will literally sit down and say, if we do not utilize voter suppression, if we do not target people of color, we not will not win this election. Like that is an actual tactile discussion that a conversation is happening amongst people that work with these and work for these politicians. Um, in another light, the- it's sorry. In another light, it's like when um, news outlets are like, oh, if they lose the black vote, they're going to, you know, win or lose. Correct. You know, you know, whatever. Like, it's just that, but like tone, but like very bluntly saying, yeah. like in those meetings, like, it's, it's not, very blunt. It's not, no one, there's no one ever hiding this as a statement. It's just that they're not going to yeah. say it to the public. That's why all these media outlets will pull it out. The worst part about all of this is that none of this bullshit like gerrymandering is actually illegal yeah isn't it wild gerrymandering is like the so, craziest concept to me sorry if you, that was like the last thing we, we can so go this is okay so, this is why, so let's go back to this voter <laughs> yeah. suppression is any means any attempt to try to stop your vote from happening period or mm-hmm. counting there mm-hmm. are multitudes of ways that every state can decide that they want to do this none of this is illegal and because of what has happened in our country over the last 10 years, it's worse than it was before. So let's mm-hmm. go back. So remember in a previous episode, we, we talked about how there are people like monitoring the, the mail-in ballots, right? And they're like yes, bullying yeah. people and all of that. Well, in my, we were both like, oh wait, that's totally legal. Like people can't do that. That's not illegal anymore. That's wild. That so let's talk about, suppression. let's talk about 
let's talk about why that is and the history of where like even these polling monitors come from because I it was so what blew my mind is that the conversation and the interview where Stacey Abrams was talking this was happening before all of our elections are happening right so she's forecasting and explaining all of these ways that voter suppression has been happening over the past few years before it's actually happening so that was like a mind-boggling thing for me but i'm so happy that she explained all of the what does that mean why is that illegal why is it more legal now than it was before so if you think about the way that our political system was structured and the way that everything went with voting voting rights and uh, the Voting Rights Act specifically, mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. 1965, with the onset of the Voting Rights Act, white people in power then had to become concerned with the vote of people of color, right? Because it was telling <laughs> yeah. them that they can vote now, right? And there's yeah. nothing you could do about it. We can have we to. Just, can we just go back to the date of that act? Go ahead and say it again. That's not. That's not far from today (laughs) well yes okay and so then with that act happening by the 1980s political parties remember i talked in the beginning about what political party is (laughs) the one who's usually doing these things political parties realize that they can start i don't have to send somebody of a political standing to stand out in front of these boxes to stop people or scare people off from voting i can recruit people to be a part of my political cult and have them do it on our behalf. Right. Like a civilian. Correct. Yeah. So that was actually a thing that started in the 1980s and became really popular. But as the push for the Voting Rights Act, and now we're going 20 years, as the Mm -hmm. push for the Voting Rights Act became more prevalent and people were really starting to fight back and say, like, you can't do any of this stuff anymore. That started to go away. And honestly, in our lifetimes, when we were kids, as we, you know, all through the beginning of the the new century, it wasn't as prevalent, right? Because it was frowned upon and people were, you know, people weren't allowing it. Um, But this is the thing that I don't, I I think happened. And I don't think, especially because of the age that we were at, we were like in college, that it wasn't right in front of my face to realize what was going on. But in 2013, parts of there were sections of the Voting Rights Act that were manipulated and removed, which openly led to people allowed to push for voter suppression legally again. Really? Do you know what? Uh, I, I like have lit, like Wikipedia on my phone. Right now, I'm trying not to go into out. the specifics of this. Okay. Um, and it was something that in 2008, President Obama was calling attention to saying that this is going to happen people are working to make this a thing and it ended up happening in 2013 which is why like i guess yeah because we were younger and like that was happening i was like i don't get it like, we right and it didn't make <laughs> it didn't blip right it didn't make and i mean how much more again privileged as literally just as citizens in jersey right in jersey, where that yeah. that bullshit wasn't going to become a thing that we were gonna in obama's have to... terms correct that's true that's <laughs> yes yes Good then, important point there. So yeah. let's talk about what happens post-2013. Sure. Organizations like ALEC. Um, yeah. and yep. which if you guys don't aren't too familiar with that, essentially all of the wealthiest companies in the world come together and try to enact their power Jeez. over politics. Does that sound right? Lobbying? That, that's lobbying. That let's get and then Period. all the gerrymandering, <laughs> all of that stuff. So we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. So these organizations gathered and they started an effort to raise $60 million and established armies around the country of poll monitors. That's so wild. That's so wild. So all of this action that they're taking is legal again. Yeah, yeah. 2013, right? 2013. Uh, Which brings us to present day where... Uh People are allowed to stand at the polls and intimidate people. I don't. And it's I think... all acts of intimidation. Um, and I'm just just to clarify really quickly. I don't mean like fighting, shooting, all that stuff is not legal. No, it's but the legal act just of just there. standing there and the act of just sheer intimidation to and questioning people and uh, accosting people like is all. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I think. Um, so again, I'm on Wikipedia. I'm not just like ignoring Brittany. <laughs> People are watching. <laughs> I'm on Wikipedia She's looking going looking through at more the, research. Yeah, looking at the uh, voter um voting rights act of 1965 and in 2013 which is what we're talking about right now there's a shelby county versus holder um court case and i think this is what happened i think this okay. is the case that i you're don't know the depths about. of it so go for it but basically i'm just there's just a little like synopsis saying like it made it um harder for ethnic minorities minority voters to vote basically i'm not going to read this whole thing but like this i think this is what you're what led to, to the bigger part of yeah. things being uh, having to change yeah um, correct so so the um, put my phone now now <laughs> my summarization of all of this is that our most basic right in this country quote unquote yeah is so complicated mm-hmm. um because there's also stipulations on like if you're a felon a past felon well this is how this is how purges get passed yeah yeah if they see that you're a felon and they have concerns about it, they can be like, well, you're a felon for this type of act. And that would be, that doesn't suit our political, it's just like, it's almost like the way that you get just to deselected from as a jury member, like oh, they are yeah. allowed to mm-hmm. put that level of stipulation onto your friggin' ballot as a citizen. I don't know if I, the older I get, I'm like, I don't know about the bigger cases, how juries work. <laughs> if that is something that I want <laughs> as a citizen. <laughs> that's a whole different it's another think, episode we're into. <laughs> but okay so and then this all of this information baffled me so our country is founded in democracy right when you talk about democracy all over the world like america's like the democratic the country yeah. like but do we democracy. know what democracy means anymore well, okay, so great. Sorry, cool. this my is like, a great political question. science mind just is just like at, reeling. <laughs> just looking at, just looking at what we've just talked about with voter suppression. There's no democracy in that. Yeah, it's already skewed in some way. Like, there's the before. definition of of what democracy is, and that's kind of I think the future of our country. The next, you know, however many years in our lifetime is really just redefining what the hell democracy is and creating a structure that actually supports that um, being for the people. Um, But anyway, so Stacey Abrams started talking about democracy Mm -hmm. in other countries and how it's almost kind of embarrassing how our most foundational right as voting is the most embarrassing thing compared to other countries in the world. So we are one of the only countries in the world where your right to vote isn't like implicit in your citizenship right we have it's not to implicated with the fact that you're a citizen right, you need you to go to... Res- register so yeah in australia by law citizens have to vote like if you want to not be registered you have to like literally come up with x y millions Some... of reasons as to why you don't have to vote like it is law for you to have to vote australia um, yeah that... which isn't necessarily democratic but also gives you at least your voice is heard, <laughs> at right? Least at least you have a say, right? At least you have a say and you can't have the argument that like, oh, I didn't like, oh, why did this happen? And it's like, you didn't vote. Like, you know, right. like, so yeah. you like, voted. At least you're, you're part of whatever change or not change is happening, right? As, as, and I mean, you are as in like community at large, the people mm-hmm. at large mm-hmm. are part of that process. Right, the but collective you. Let's make a comar- comparison here. In America, not only do we have to fight to register to vote in mm-hmm. most cases, you need to fight to stay registered to vote. And then we also have to fight. This is all levels of voter suppression we're fighting against at every level. Then you also have to fight to make sure that your vote actually counts and isn't being purged for whatever bullshit reason politicians decide they want to purge it for. There are three. You have to get through three levels Layers. of hell yeah. Yeah. to actually have your vote counted. And this is why well, people... That yeah. that passive feeling about it, it stands the way it stands. There's also a fourth level of hell, which is we don't have all for election day. I'm so happy you brought that up. So let's go <laughs> back to because that's the next 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 thing. Let's go back to what you said about how even employed people, even like mm-hmm. upper middle class employed people are still targeted for voter suppression because we are one of the only countries again that isn't voting on a weekend or a, a deemed like national, national holiday. holiday. We vote yeah. on a freaking Tuesday between 9 and 5 p.m. when majority yeah. of our country is working. 
Oh, I was supposed and, to say, do I have my ballot in front of me? Like, I have the, you know. Let's the, talk uh, for one, one second, friends. If we wanted to change the structure of our democracy in the country, one simple step to be able to do that is to change the day we vote. Yeah, or give us the day off. Right. Which I, I, I think... I think, and I was looking for my ballot here because I think the polls here in Jersey, or at least, I don't know if this, I guess it's by state, it's not by county, but um, it's like eight to six, which again, isn't like, or like eight to a later whatever, but like, it's still but not you, the whole day because yeah. it's like, right. you know, and then you include traffic earlier. and you're not getting there. <laughs> yeah. You're still screwed. Or like, I'm going to my lunch hour. <laughs> like, I'm just like, okay. So like, I mean, which is fine because I want to vote, but other people don't want to like take their lunch and go vote and then go back to, you know, especially because also, I mean. A lot of people are doing that and you stand in line for the whole time and it, you have to make you're making a larger than necessary sacrifice on yourself because Which people are trying to suppress like, you from voting. Like, right. Like, this this is, is let's talk simple... about all the reasons why you turn off, especially young people, especially young, educated people from wanting to be a part of this, because when you become educated about it, you see how much <laughs> fucking bullshit there is. And sometimes yeah. you just want to opt out. And I know. I can I have sympathy for that. Do I think it's the right answer? No. Mm-hmm. But I have sympathy for why people feel this way because look at the Goliath you're standing up against. And even when we fight to say to tell the powers that be, like, you need to change the day that we vote, they literally just look down at us and go, Oh, you can't vote? Oh, okay. <laughs> like that's great, because that means our plan is working the way we want it to. It's it's so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Um... This and this is like, like kudos to. So obviously, I'm a basketball fan. I don't know if I've probably said this before, but the NBA and I mean, I guess good for them because this is the only thing they can really do is not show. Like, they they don't have games on election day, so no, there's no excuse of like, oh, oh I'm staying home because I'm watching the game. <laughs> you know, like like stuff like that. And I'm like, I guess that's like one way to like get your viewers to go vote because there's no you're, games. You're trying to create as little friction of getting in their way as possible. Yeah. Right? It's just Which like, is... okay, the players aren't, the players that you follow aren't playing. There's nothing going on in the NBA. If that's like your sport, I guess like, I mean, that's like I a guess stance that, that they're taking. Could be a whole, that like your anti-suppression, right? Like that would be the act of how you yeah. act. Right. Like that's like a little thing. Way. Like that's a little thing that a corporation can do is like, okay, let's and like that's not the big thing that we have anything. to go back to. What stops us from being able to be like, <laughs> okay, on the, we're gonna have a national election day and on this day, no business is conducted. Friends, the corporate greed is what's stopping that from happening. <laughs> that's not like, capitalism. I just that's why it's, it's this doesn't day. happen. It's like one day. Because they don't you know? want you to take off one day to ha- enact your right to your freedom of yeah voting it's i it just it really sometimes it just feels it feels like i'm (laughs) running on a hamster wheel but i'm running forward and somehow the wheel is going backwards right like there's nothing there's no progress and this is why we get stuck where we get stuck and this is why we have the constant like blocking just deadlock in what goes on with our politics because one step forward is seven steps back. But thank God we have um, wonderful and intelligent and very active people like Stacey Abrams and the, I, she's just, I don't remember what the foundation is called. It's called fight something um, mm-hmm. who are way more intelligent and educated and knowledgeable about this area than Maria and I are, and are actually trying to do <laughs> yeah. something at a political level to help, contradict all of this bullshit that's going on bullshit like gerrymandering um go ahead explain what gerrymandering is because i'm gonna oh (laughs) um in very simple terms i guess uh and my because it gets way too complex my my political science uh expertise is far gone because i'm not in college anymore but simple simple very simple terms is that um each district in each county or each you know states whatever can get redrawn that is gerrymandering and that in itself depending on like um the way that the population is in each district of each county obviously some districts vote more democratic than republican it and as a whole obviously the state can be a blue or red state but like obviously individual houses can be different 
And the way that, um, I guess the political parties view it is that if we redraw districts in certain ways, we can get more red votes or more blue votes, and that's legal. <laughs> and here's the fun thing that I learned about this. So what the way that gerrymandering works is it tries to organize the people by political party, right? Like it's like we're going to mm-hmm. organize and we're going to go this way so we get all of the, the, yeah. the Democrats in this bubble and all the Republicans in this bubble. And from listening to her Stacey Abrams interview, the way that gerrymandering and the way that redrawing happens and the way that they're able to make these choices because they're looking at the people that live within the areas. And the way that you know what people live in what areas is from what the information that's gathered in the census. Yes, fill out your census. That's so a thing. let's talk about, I don't even know what there's no name for this, but if we're going to call voter suppression, voter suppression, I'm going to call this just census suppression. <laughs> so I remember when we were younger, there was a lot of crap around the census about like the importance of a sentence census and people trying to tell people that they didn't need to complete the census because it didn't matter and didn't mean anything. And all of, I remember I like here, I remember hearing all of this. I hate that. Yeah. Well, here's why. Here's why all of this was happening. And I didn't know any of this was possible. And it's disgusting when you think about that this is also still legal. Gerrymandering is still legal. Take a community of take a community of Republicans, right? Where you're mostly dealing with people who are white. And in surrounding neighborhoods, let's say we have a neighborhood that's black, neighborhood of like Latinx community, um, and then you know, you have these white people in the center. So we've got black people, white people, mm-hmm. Latino people. If here's what would happen, especially during the height of the time that I'm thinking of when people were trying to really just yeah. stop people from filling out the census. Mm-hmm. If you have all of the white people in the center and they're all filling out the census, one white man's going to go next year to the black community and say, if you're black and you're and you fill out the census, we're going to know if you've been arrested. We're going to know where your children are. You're going to have to start paying alimony. You're going to have to start paying money back in taxes. We're going to use money to scare the shit out of you. Mm. Then he nicely walks back through his little white community to head over to the Latinx community. Let's say they're immigrants. Let's say they're not, yeah, let's say yeah. they're not even Latinx. Let's say they're from Mexico. So I can be super specific in this, right? Yeah, they're Jesus, Mexican yeah. immigrants. And they walk over there and they go, you know, if you fill out the census, then we're going to know that you're an illegal immigrant and we're going to get to send you back to Mexico. <laughs> so you probably shouldn't fill out the census either. So then he right. goes back to his house and his little white community. And now he's stopped people of color who are black and he's stopped people of color who are Mexican from filling out the census because he's scared the shit out of them. So when they go to look at who lives in the area, they don't have information on the neighborhood to the right or to the left of them. Mm -hmm. So they're Mm -hmm. just going to bloat out the information about his white town to both surrounding towns so that on Uh the national census, it looks like those are all white people. And, and, And to take that a step further, further outside of voting, filling out the census and taking your example too that's less resources for those those people because they don't need them because they're getting grouped in with the white community that's in the center so like filling out the census is also very important because it is for the resources for those communities and also correct there's also a push for and this is just the aapi community like not just asian on the census you know how it's uh like more specific breakdown correct because yes sure asian but in each demographic we need more resources for each you know certain type of asian certain type of yeah and those resources are going to need to differ depending on so filling out senses is very important every 10 years is another (laughs) really great place to point out that when we get frustrated about why people of color are not getting the resources they need it's because (laughs) on a map right in in the fine print you look white because you've been scared out of filling out this information and just to touch back real quick on all of the stuff that i said as examples um that shit doesn't happen if you fill out your census your census is not used for any of that your census is used to know 
who are you and where are you located and like what is your political standing like that's what you're saying like do we need resources for. in those no areas no one is yeah. sending that to the irs no one's sending like it's not it's not being cross-referenced by all the departments of the country they're doing enough shit as as it is as they all like, are yeah it's just being used to understand who the people are in the community so that any funding or any type of resources that are needed can go there and the way yep. that the structure is happening of where political parties land it, it is being defined mm-hmm. by that. So if you're looking at your friggin' map with your party on it and you're like, well, I live here and 90% of our community is people of color, but we have this 10% of white people here and all of a sudden we're Republican. This is why. Yeah. And yeah. this is where political 100%. parties can draw power. And I I did not know that that happened with the census. So now I'm going to double down on not that like oh. my, I'm a white person. So what, you know, but like, but even so, I'm gonna you, double yeah. down on. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm going to double down on talking about how much like yes, correct. filling out the census needs it's to important. be done. <laughs> it's um, important and, and important to like fill it out right. <laughs> Right. That like, is also correct. Like, Just like your voting ballots, it's important to fill them out right so that yes, they're not another su- another voter suppression is like if you fuck up one thing on your ballot, you're fucked. That's they it. Get you're done. Like, for any purge. reason. Yeah. And it's uh... Yep. Uh, so when we and I think this knowing all of this is going to make me so much more. I don't maybe forgiving isn't the word, but when shit goes wrong. This is all of the shit we are working against. Like you are trying, you are trying to, have you ever had a bunny rabbit? Do you guys ever have a rabbit? No. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why this is the analogy that came to me, but like, if you let them out and you run, let them run around the house, they literally like hop around the house and shit while they're hopping. Like their little pellets come out. And it's like, Mm. this is our government is the rabbit. And you as the individual, just as you pick up one piece of poop and you're like, okay, let's keep moving forward. They are pooping along the way. We are are dealing with shit. And not only that, you've got hundreds of years of shit trail behind you. And then they're still moving forward. (laughs) Just shit storms. That's so funny. I get like, this explains so much. And enrages me because it's bullshit that it's all happening and it's legal. And enrages me because this is education that we we don't get unless sought it's sought out or like depending which, on the, it's not equally given to everybody. Right, the education, which is part of the, the problem. The lack of education is what is the part of the problem. Don't teach children about the grumpy, wrinkly white motherfuckers who've led this country in a perspective yeah. that is so. Skew. white supremacist yeah, skewed yeah. to the white supremacists teach us about how our fucking government actually functions and the true the true bullshit that happens as devastating and disgusting as it is the beautiful part about this country is that there's hope for us to actually do something about it but no one can do anything about it if we're not educated to know that it's even there if you're privileged enough to go to college right <laughs> i go seek out those poli sci classes because i I, my minor in poli sci has taught me so much just as an individual for real that like and this is why i can be at least somewhat confident whenever i talk about voting uh gerrymandering and like these random like little tidbits because i had that very minor basic foundation of knowledge that we should have had when we're going to school like in through you know K I am so I now as an adult am so at, and it's interesting as somebody who's so interested in science political now that I see political science as what it actually is I'm so, so interested in it and dude, history it was, in itself I'm it so, so interested inter- in it entertaining I guess because it was just so it, it was like very encapsulating and just like enthralling to like just listen oh, yeah. to it's like like taking a magnifying glass and like looking at what's going on underneath the surface but oh it was great it enrages me (laughs) it enrages me that we didn't get access to the real information that we should have gotten growing up that i didn't we turn 18 and have the choice to start registering to vote and i mean again this is an exact example of how voter suppression has been working in the educational system but we are signing up at as 18 year olds ready to vote mm-hmm. 
and have no idea what the fuck what is going means. on and yeah, right, what, what that, that even means. means. Yeah. And this Especially is like why the so questions, many... you know how like there's questions on like, you know, oh, it's like yeah, obviously like here. Yeah. Here are all the people that you're voting for. Great. And then the questions afterwards and you're like, what are these questions? Yes or no what do you mean and then right, it's like right. leak through this like and it's like size two. major yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like major decisions that are gonna happen happen like i mean yeah. i remember when i remember when they asked about like marijuana yes major things yes like these mm-hmm. are big these are big things and i the i'm so i'm mad that we were robbed from getting true education mm-hmm. like about all of this information when we hit the age to be able to register. And this is why there's so much youth. And I will say this again. I remember it being a really big thing around our like generation with so much bullshit had been set into so many people that was passed on to us. And we were, as mm-hmm. a generation, I remember everyone being extremely passive about all of it. And yeah, it, this is voter suppression done right. Like, People were thrilled that we didn't care and that we didn't want to have anything to do with it because so many of us were giving a sleeping potion without realizing that it was being administered. And mm-hmm. I just. You also think that the lack of the lack of uh, media, like commercials, I mean, you know how there's commercials during <laughs> presidential elections, but not commercials for congressional as much. Like that, that also is suppressing people from like, oh, there's an election coming up. And I mean, it's true. You're, I mean, we're suppressed from access about things, period. Yeah. Like, why is it? And I remember when, um, I remember when you, when you do a lot of your local election things, a lot of the local level questions about things that should get passed or not in districts are on there. And mm-hmm. why am I not? <laughs> Why is the local news talking bullshit about something that happened at the grocery store and (laughs) for the weeks leading up? But I don't know that there's something that I have to answer a question on until I get my mail-in ballot. Until you get your your sample or whatever. You know what I mean? And that's that's one of the biggest reasons why I am so insanely grateful that mail-in ballots and sample ballots are an active thing. Even though I will tell you this. Remember how I told you I I filled in my mail-in ballot? I got my sample ballot like four days later. Isn't that that like, was asinine. Yeah, because when you were talking about how you got your mail in, I was like, I don't even have my sample. Like, oh no, I got I my mail in after I got my sample after I mailed out my mail in. But yeah. I'm really grateful. The sample ballots are very, yeah, they're very like educational. On what it's you're kind of helpful to know like. what, right? But I'm so grateful that that is a thing that, especially in our state, we have access to, and that there is minimal suppression around what happens with you being able to get your ballot and cast your ballot whatever happens with it counting you have no control over but i'm happy mm-hmm. that those two areas the gates are pretty well you know yeah, accessible you, you know what you're looking at when you get there because if i still had to go vote in person and do the little clickety clickety thing on it's the machine electronic now or, or like it's more hand. like the screen is more sorry like i voted i always vote in person but imagine but, showing yeah. up to that moment with not no being able idea. to do anything to re and I remember the first couple times that I voted for something. We were eighteen mm-hmm. and I was still voting in person for those we were first so couple excited. of years. I feel like we were so excited because it was the Obama we, well, years. Well, but it was uh, <laughs> right, and it was us. But like, mm-hmm. I remember walking into those booths and there were those questions, and I remember never having even seen that question for, or right. knowing that yeah. it was going to be on the ballot and yes. being like, "What the fuck?" So I'm so grateful now that we get the mail-in ballots and we get the sample mm-hmm. ballots because I can do my due diligence to do the research about the topic and make an yeah, educated you the- decision. You can at least do the research even on the people, even if you've never seen these people until your oh, mail or your your sample mail in ballot comes in. At least now, between now and election day, you can do your research and be like, oh, okay, make an educated, you know, decision. And I think we need. I saw some local news networks will do like write up articles about the people who are like for for the board of education in my district, there was an article that like talked a lot about who the people were okay. and what their stances were and what their background are. I feel like on a national level with, we need some type of like database for that. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like for national elections or just like for each state here, what's happening? all elections. Oh, I feel well. like on a national, like, I don't know yeah. how this would work in the funding of it would be blah, blah, blah. But even funding if it just works, the, the even if it was bull. just on, say it just started a, 
in our state level, because again, when we're talking voter suppression, a big part of voter suppression is having, making sure that you stay in the dark and you have no idea who the people are, what the fuck is going on. So mm-hmm. the likelihood of it happening in every state is very minimal. But mm-hmm. I remember when we, the last time we were voting for, I don't know if it was a, go- it might've been governor. The their funding behind the candidates, they they had a lot of websites. Like I remember being able to go on their websites. I mean, it's very like, Obviously, they put whatever they want you to see on it. So you have to read it, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. But you at least have access to to access their information, their their policies and yeah, their stances and things that they want to enact. And that's extremely helpful. But imagine if we had at like a state level, like a state database that really gave you this information to be able to say these are people's. Yeah, these are their policies. Here's a township of your whatever. These are their stances. And, yeah, that'd and be cool. It would I'm be. Sh- and this isn't know, a fantasy world because you know if this really happened that someone would pay somebody else to make sure that certain things were said or not said and it would become oh. a whole war. But <laughs> it would just like. It would be easier access, it would, obviously. Right. It would be an act of anti-voter suppression. Because then at least like, okay, we have this database that people may or may not use, but at least it's there. You can go and see what you voted for like what their stances were and what's happening or like what you know whoever's in office right now like and their stances you're like i can't no there's no way i'm voting for them next time right but it's so hard to get that information all in one go and and it's it's stupidly hard yeah Yeah. for for something the amount of research that we have to do as a citizen just to like figure out like what you're voting who you're voting for 90 percent of the information that we're getting is coming from and this is the part that's bullshit too right 90 percent of the information that we outright get front facing of these people comes from fucking media distributors that like you know it's bullshit anyway you're not getting oh i gotta plug my computer in wait wait oh my god i gotta go fast okay wait like it's (laughs) so stupid oh my god God. hurry up hurry up (laughs) Okay, and we're back. For anybody who doesn't regularly struggle with anxiety, if you want to know what it feels like to literally have a clinical, (laughs) have clinical anxiety, it is that moment of your life when your computer goes, your battery is running low, and then the little thing in the in the corner flashes the like attention symbol at you, like please plug this in. (laughs) The world is going to end while you're recording a podcast. You realize that that has (laughs) happened, and you plug in the computer <laughs> and you know that it's not going to die. That is what it's like to live your life with anxiety. That's pretty much, yeah, the analogy. Anyway. <laughs> but it's just, I think I'm, I'm very, I'm very grateful that over the year, you know, it's been a decade since we've been, you know, we were both registered to vote initially. And I'm very yeah. grateful that we have, we live in a country where there are so many freedoms that we are able to get access to information and we get access to more and more information as the elections go by or as the years Mm -hmm. go by. Right. But just like in the night in 2000 and in 2008 and 2013, when the people and the powers that be were like, we don't have to worry about voters, uh, the voting right act anymore because (laughs) Because racism is dead. We have a black yeah, president. Wild. Jesus. We can't we can't fall to that I no. guess like gullibility in thinking yeah. that everything is hunky dory with the way that voting happens in this country. So we need to continue to educate ourselves and and call bullshit on the fucking bullshit that's happening. And if you're voting today, uh and if it's like close to polls closing just stay in line if you're there they're not gonna turn oh they can't away. turn you away yeah they right won't. i know that's like said like multiple times in the media but like just a reminder like if you're there and it's like 5 59 and the polls close at 6 and you get there at 5 59 and there's a line just stay on there <laughs> like yeah put, put your vote through if you are somebody who ever feels like there is somebody trying to intimidate you or turn you away from voting remember if you get that little weird feeling in the back of your head like something feels off here you still have rights you still right they are trying remember they are afraid of you you hold all the power in that moment and they are afraid of you so go about your business and and stand your ground because at the end of the day 
if something does go forward where people act illegally towards our country, like, I don't know, like invading the fucking capital of the country, like, uh, you know, something like that, <laughs> there is consequence to actual illegal action. Intimidation is not illegal and they pull it out wherever way that they can, but any violence or treachery against the state is still legal, illegal and y- illegal and you have rights and and there are trials for those people that were at the capitol that day so it's not even though it's not a media spectacle anymore people are getting pulled there are consequences trials. yeah like things and the are consequences happening. the consequences to you not enacting your right to vote might not be as immediate as you know the circus of negativity that happens around whatever the other person does, but those consequences will come and they will not sit comfortably. (laughs) Those genes will not fit you. (laughs) So just stand by your right to be able to, to do what you fight for as a citizen. And hopefully one day we won't have to fight for it. And again, my whole argument every time we talk about voting is that your locals are much more important than the presidential one. That is literally my stance when it comes to voting. Yeah, you can't because... build your snowman without having the bottom. The bottom yeah, your two foundation. Bro- yeah, don't your get foundation. ahead unless his body's there. Your foundation is your, your local and your state. The national, yes, like you can, I will give people the argument like, oh, my vote doesn't count when it comes to national because I get it. That makes sense because it's yeah. within a thousands of de- the- degrees of separation depending on your state because that gets into a whole different counting system the electoral college that i get it presidential i get it but the fact that we sh- we aren't focusing your congressional and local that- that's where they get you that's where you see these con- like these congressmen I mean, we just that are 80 about years this, old right we make yeah. these federal national declarations yeah. but the states still get to choose whatever they want to do so which is really vote more for your important. state. Yeah. yeah, vote for your state, which is why we're in such a, you know, 50 different countries. In because one country. then whoever you choose to have leading your state is the person who has the right to turn around and fight whoever's leading the country. So or, yeah. you know, stand in support of whoever's leading the country. So that that go is a place where your energy your needs to go. People. Go vote for the younger ones, typically, because like I, I can't stand seeing like the average age of congressmen be like 70 years old. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. Which is why, again, not from New York, but AOC gets all the slack because she's younger from all these older, older congressmen and senators because yeah. she's younger and she is the change that we need to see. Her being vocal on social media, I would rather see that. Governor Murphy does it really well, actually. He's on social media. Yeah. He's always I mean, he like has saying, a lot of like, people XYZ. that are within his arm's length that are younger. Like right. He surrounds himself with people who are younger. Again, the first lady's policy director is literally our friend. <laughs> She's literally our age. She's giving the first lady and like her staff are like giving her what the people need right. to hear and to, yeah. you know. So go vote today, people. <laughs> We're changing the scheduling of upload for you guys to hear this today. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wait, they. All right. Well, that was our little 99 cent lesson on voter suppression and the structure and Abrams, of uh, democracy. Work. Yeah, really. The structure of democracy in our country and what it what it really means and the work that still needs to be done to redefine it. And if, if you're listening to this at a later date other than uh, November 8th after Election Day, go figure out when the next election is. Be proactive. Be proactive and figure out when that is in or even just like look up who's already elected. And if you like them or not, and if you choose to choose them for another term, that yeah, exactly. That's literally. Yeah, that's your due diligence. If you find this at a later date. Okay. Okay. You know what I wanted future. to say? What? Before oh, oh, I wanted to say before, before I got into the whole thing about how angry I was yesterday, um, how much I'm absolutely loving this time of year and seeing all the trees and all the beautiful like leaves oh, all yeah, over the same. ground. Yeah, the fall. Before we get to freaking Christmas, let's finish the fall, Maria. I mean, yes, look, again, I'm Filipino. Christmas starts in September. Guys who are not able to <laughs> see Maria, she's got a Christmas tree behind her. Yes, I, I, I actually trying... showed, I showed Brittany a cool thing i'm actually just do it now for the video go for it go for it can you can that be how we end can you just say bye after? oh yeah yeah, yeah. um do you happy have anything holidays, else before we end? everyone yeah happy holidays <laughs> so i have a thing from 
Target. Target is like the devil, honestly. But I'm gonna flip this switch, and if you're watching, you look at my Christmas tree. Watch it not work Watch when I need it to work. work. Come on, ah, hold on. I'm dead. It's not working. See, this might um, be this. This no, is this is the... because I'm a dick and I ruined the spirit of Christmas. That's why you really, you really like were the Grinch right now. I'm gonna try it yeah. again. If it doesn't work, then I'm screwed. Oh, there it oh, is. There it go. worked the second time. Oh, okay. Man. Well, thanks, Target. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy voting. <laughs> Happy voting. Bye, guys. <laughs>